Hey everybody, welcome back to the Liberty on Fire podcast. This is Libertarian Tony, your host. So today I'm going to do a quick hits in the news episode on a very important topic. And I'm going to be so bold as to say this is actually the most important podcast of the year. No joke. Okay, so let's get right into it because it's actually that important. I don't want to waste any time. So a Saudi oil refinery or facility was attacked over the weekend. So questions. Who did it and why did they do it? So if you ask Secretary of State Pompeo, he says that Iran did it. But where is the evidence? The Yemenis Houthis have claimed responsibility. So now let's get a little bit more background. In 2015, Saudi Arabia started bombing the people of Yemen after they ousted a Saudi-friendly leader or dictator. And remember, Obama said a few years ago in an interview, uh, he was asked about this Saudi war in Yemen, and he said, we were involved in order to placate the Saudis. Well, why would we need to placate the Saudis? Okay, so now we have to tackle about Sunnis and Shias. The Saudi leadership is primarily Sunni Muslims, whereas Iranian leadership is mostly Shia. So to keep this simple, Saudi Arabia hates Iran and vice versa. And by the U.S. destroying Iraq and the Sunni dictator Saddam Hussein, we made Iran relatively more powerful in the Middle East. Well, this really upset Saudi Arabia, who is a U.S. ally who attacked us on 9-11, by the way. So that's another story. Anyway, the Houthis in Yemen are Shia, and they recently ousted a a Sunni-slash-Saudi-Arabian-friendly leader. Saudi Arabia demanded some sort of response. And so that's when Obama started getting involved in selling arms big time to Saudi Arabia to help them start this war. So for the past four years, Saudi Arabia has been bombing Yemen with our help, and Yemen is in ruin, with over 100,000 killed, and millions more facing death by starvation and millions displaced. This is the worst humanitarian catastrophe on the planet. The U.S. participation in this was never authorized by Congress. So this is in violation of the Constitution. So this was started under Barack Obama and continued under Trump. So they're both guilty of war crimes. U.N. and aid groups have talked about over 85,000 children, okay, children dead, that have been starved to death by the war and the blockade by Saudi Arabia. And Saudi Arabia has gone out of their way to target things you wouldn't normally target with bombs, like a sewage treatment plant, which has caused the worst cholera outbreak in world history. So... You got this blockade, which is stopping food, fuel, and medicine from reaching the people of Yemen. Okay, so why do I blame Trump? 
as well as Barack Obama. So even though it was started by Obama, Congress recently voted to end the U.S. participation in this war. And then guess what? Trump vetoed it. So this could have been so easy for Trump to get out of. And he was given the chance by Congress to stop the atrocities, but he vetoed it. Let me ask you, what does this war have to do with protecting Americans? Is Yemen a threat to the United States? Somehow you'll have to explain this to me, how bombing Yemen and starving and killing thousands of children is somehow moral and in the interest of the United States, because I just don't get it. Well, the war hasn't produced the outcome that Saudi Arabia wanted so far after four years. And Saudi Arabia has spent billions on this genocide. And in fact, they've asked the United States to help broker negotiations with the Houthis in Yemen. And then this surprise attack happens over the weekend. And of course, the neocons are using it as an excuse to blame Iran for some reason. So the typical bomb everyone politicians like Lindsey Graham and people like Secretary of State Pompeo want Trump to bomb Iranian oil facilities or do some sort of invasion or whatnot. They want a response. Remember, they have provided no evidence whatsoever. And it makes sense that the Houthis would want to get back at Saudi Arabia after four years of bombing. Yemen never attacked Saudi Arabia in 2015. This war was completely started, one-sided, by Saudi Arabia. So Saudi Arabia started the war. The the Houthis are fighting back. Now, doesn't Yemen have a moral right to defend themselves? Of course, the answer to that is yes. So what should happen now? Well, Saudi Arabia should immediately stop all war efforts, efforts against Yemen, and the U.S. should immediately stop selling any sort of weapons or giving any sort of aid to Saudi Arabia supporting this genocide. So I did a quick search to see kind of what the rest of the world was thinking, and so far, from what I could find, the Germans, the U.K., China, and Russia have said that they need some sort of proof before they can assign blame. So... If some of our allies, let's say, you know, Germany and UK, are asking for evidence, how did Pompeo know right away that it was Iran? How does he simply write off the claim by the Houthis that have taken responsibility for this attack and have said more attacks are on the way? The Houthis have moral high ground here. They are defending their homeland. And we know one thing for sure as well. The neocons lie. This is what they do. They lied us into war with Iraq and are trying to do it again with Iran. So I have to ask you, do we actually know what happened? Are you just going to believe what your government leadership tells you despite their track record of lying you into war over and over again? Would you put it past your government who lied about the Iraq uh, involvement in the 9-11 attacks? and accused Saddam Hussein of having weapons of mass destruction, despite them not having any, which ended up killing thousands of American soldiers, hundreds of thousands of Iraqis, and displacing millions of people in the Middle East? I wouldn't put it past them. So there's a lot we really don't know, and other scenarios do exist here. 
Perhaps Iran did attack Saudi Arabia. Or perhaps it was the Houthis. Or perhaps it was a staged attack by the United States to make it look like Iran did it. One way or another, I want you guys to realize that this is what happens when you have a global empire, the United States, who feels that it's necessary to mingle into the affairs of countries all over the planet. These are the types of problems you run into. I guess if you want to blame Iran and say Iran is directly supporting the Houthis in Yemen, and therefore Iran is attacking Saudi Arabia by proxy, well then, I think you also have to say that since we are directly supporting Saudi Arabia, who is bombing the people of Yemen, then we are actually by proxy killing women and children throughout Yemen, aren't we? Here's something to keep in mind as well. Are you in favor of a new war? Are you in favor of World War III? You have to realize at this point that Russia and China are both much more friendly with Iran than we are. Do you honestly think they would sit by while we invaded or seriously incapacitated Iran when Russia has oil and natural gas pipelines running through Iran into Europe? This is the lifeblood of the Russian economy. Do you think they would allow that to happen? So I want you to understand that this is a pretty big deal. If we attack Iran in a serious way and not just you know, bomb some sort of oil tanker or you know, a small facility, something they could brush off, but some sort of large-scale military operation, do you actually think there wouldn't be some sort of serious ramifications down the road, potentially coming from Russia or China or North Korea, or worst-case scenario, all three? Then you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? Perhaps many of you listening to this podcast are not young enough to fight in the military anymore, but many of you have sons and daughters and grandchildren. Would it be worth it to you to send your son or daughter or grandchild overseas to defend Saudi Arabia and attack Iran? Would it be really worth it? Who do you know that lives in Saudi Arabia that's at threat from an Iranian attack? Think about that. For myself, I would sign up with the military again before I would ever let my daughters go off and fight in my place. But... I would only sign up and expect maybe other people to sign up themselves as well or their children if the United States was directly attacked or we were under threat of somehow losing our rights or losing our way of life because of some sort of an an attack or an invasion. That's the whole idea of having a military defense. The operational word here is defense, not offense, and not mingling into the affairs of countless other countries across the planet. Keep in mind, because maybe your son or daughter or your grandchild isn't in the military at the moment, but perhaps in an all-out war, because you felt like maybe the United States needed to show some bravado or how tough we are, perhaps they get drafted into the military and then are forced by your government to go and fight overseas for a bunch of people you've never met and for a reason which you probably don't agree with in the first place. Keep that in mind before you're voting for people who are notorious warmongers or favor using the military to solve problems as opposed to using diplomacy. So for me, 
I like to ask, does this pass the smell test? Well, what's the smell test? Well, the smell test is, are you willing to send your son, daughter, or grandchild off to fight in a war knowing they may not come back? If you're not willing to send a loved one off to fight, well, then maybe you shouldn't be so willing to send somebody else's child to go and fight. That's where I draw the line. If I'm willing to sign up my own family members to go and fight in a war, well, then it must be serious enough for me to make that decision. The reason has to rise to that sort of threshold. If it's some skirmish between a couple of Middle Eastern countries, which don't materially affect me, my life, or my family, well, maybe then you shouldn't be so gung-ho about sending somebody else's child to go off and fight for a frivolous purpose. Well, that will do it for today. Thank you all for listening to the Liberty on Fire podcast. Please do me two favors. Number one is to share the show. Remember that we want to continue to advance the message of individual liberty, and sharing and growing the show is one of the best ways to do that. The second favor is to subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. A five-star rating is much appreciated. Also, please check out our website, libertyonfire.org. Thank you very much. And until next time, let's keep those fires of liberty burning bright.